Hey, Kareem. What's up, Daniel? How you doing? Before we begin, can you remind everybody what we're doing here? Yeah, absolutely. The Study Spot Shortcast is the podcast version of the Study Spot YouTube channel, which is a collection of dozens of videos of in-depth reviews into multiple concepts that are really geared towards your studying for the USMLE. If you have a YouTube channel, why also do a podcast? Essentially, what we're trying to do in this podcast is we know everyone's busy and we both took step not too long ago. We try to go over the most high-yield information about one concept that's tested on the USMLE. And the point is to do five points under 10 minutes and maybe a bonus question at the end. What are we talking about today? So today we're going to talk about hepatitis B. Oof. Hepatitis B, I always had to struggle with that one, especially the 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 window period and the dreaded serologies. The serologies, right? yes. So in hepatitis B, we figured out that the five most important points to remember is its structure, the way it's transmitted, of course, the serology, which is particularly complicated for hepatitis B, its association with hepatitis D virus, and also the extra hepatic manifestations. Oh, those are always the tricky questions, Karina. Yes. Yes. All right. So point number one, the microbiology and the structure. Remember that hepatitis B is an envelope virus. And the way you can remember that is for all the hepatitis viruses, the vowels are naked and the non-vowels are enveloped. So hepatitis B is not a vowel. So it's an envelope. It's also a partially double-stranded and circular virus. And it's part of the virus family called the hepadenoviruses. And the way you can remember this is hepadna virus, hepadenovirus. That's a poor mnemonic, but I still remember it to this day. That's awesome. So now let me talk about transmission because that's also very important. So there's five primary ways that it can be transmitted. First is the vertical transmission. And this is when the mother is hepatitis B surface antigen positive. And then they're having their baby. You can reduce this risk by giving the child, as soon as they're born, actually within 12 hours of that they're born, vaccinate them and give their immunoglobulins. This simple intervention can reduce the risk by 95%. Wow. Yeah. And, and in more developed countries, it tends to be more through sexual transmission. So it is a form of STD. The third one is just through percutaneous inoculation. So this is very, very common. This is something we always concern about as healthcare workers is, you know, accidentally getting a needle stick injury. And of course, uh, IV drug users, transfusions still around, of course, as you could imagine, not so much as we test them more and more. And finally, any blood exposure. Interestingly, hepatitis B can survive outside for long periods of time. So exposure to like toothbrush, razors, uh, minor, minor breaks in the skin is a, a way to get hepatitis B. Okay. So just to make sure I get this right. So for the vertical transmission, you said if the mom is positive, the baby can get the vaccine and the hep B immunoglobulin within 12 hours. Is that right, Kareem? Yes. And that does, that goes a long way to reduce. Okay. Awesome. That, that's good to know. Why don't you tell us about the, oof, the dreaded serology, Kareem? Tell us about that. So in order to diagnose this, the first thing I always look for is the surface antigen. The reason is, is if someone is positive for surface antigen, that means that they were exposed to the virus. And so you look at the surface antigen and then look at the surface antibody. If they were exposed more than six months ago and their surface antigen is positive, but their surface antibody is negative, 
you've just diagnosed chronic disease. But what makes it a little more complicated is this weird window period, which is around six months after exposure. Oh, God, the window period. Yes, yes. And so, you know, this window period is a time where they actually have acute infection. Both the antigen will be negative and the antibody. So you would think this patient is free and clear from hepatitis B, but that's not the case. So do you remember what we can, what we can look up to uh, still diagnose it during this time period? So let me think. So if it's acute, I think of the acute antibody. So it would be IgM. Is that right? Yep, IgM. And then what would be, what would I be IgM to what then? Because you said not to the surface. Because remember, surface antigen is negative. So there's another one, which is a core antibody. Okay. And like you pointed out, the IgM core antibody, which is always acute. Now, okay. I gave you those two. Why don't you tell uh, tell us a little bit more about uh, how to tell if someone's immune versus recovered? Okay. So oof, I still feel like I, I, I get these, these questions sometimes in clinic and we get this positive antibody and what do we do with it? So the way I think about it is immune versus recovered. Both of them should have the surface antibody as positive. And the reason for it is that your immune system has seen the surface, either it's in the vaccine or if it's in the actual virus. But remember, the vaccine does not give you immunity to the core antigen. So again, to summarize, that's really important. Immune versus recovered, both have the surface antibody, but only recovered has the core antibody. The only thing I would add is, and their surface antigen would be negative. Because I remember you said in the beginning, surface antigen, if it's positive, that means you have the infection. Exactly, exactly. And the last letter that's always kind of neglected, the E antigen. So what does that mean? E, I think of like as it being E infectious. So whenever you have the E antigen, you're infectious, regardless of if you're acute or in, or chronic infection. If E antigen is positive, you're E infectious because you're actively replicating. What is typically used for is for uh, patients with chronic hepatitis B to understand whether the virus is active versus dormant. And so it helps us understand uh, where that, where this patient is uh, with regards to those two stages. So just to recap, remember, surface antigen, think of it as the evil virus. Surface antibody, think of it as your hero protecting your liver. The uh, IgM core antibody, uh, the difference between acute and chronic infection, and the IgG antibody helps you determine whether a uh, immune patient is immune due to exposure from the virus or the vaccination. So why don't you tell everybody about hepatitis D virus? Okay, I also did not know hepatitis D was a thing before I went to medical school. Yeah. Um, Hepatitis D is interesting. It's actually an RNA virus. Remember, hepatitis B is a mm -hmm. DNA virus. Hepatitis D is an RNA Delta virus. And it's kind of like a weak virus, and it can't really do anything on its own. So it kind of like jumps into the Hep B bandwagon to get into the cell. And it needs a surface antigen of the hepatitis B, the coat, to enter the cell. So that brings you to two things. If hepatitis B is already established in the body, all the machinery is all like ready to go, then you get super infection when hepatitis D happens. And that causes fulminant disease, bad, bad stuff. If you have hep D and hep B infecting at the same time, you get co-infection. This is called complementation. Excellent. That's, that's really interesting. I always did find hepatitis B very interesting and 
in, in the way it functions. Let's go to our final point, which is important to remember, is the extrahepatic manifestations. So of course, when you get hepatitis B, it affects the liver. And so your patients will have all sorts of conditions related to the liver, but hepatitis B virus can also cause other sorts of problems. So the first, it can cause some vasculitis, such as polyarthritis nodosa. It can also hit the kidneys with membranous glomerulonephritis, and it can hit the bone marrow with aplastic anemia. Oof, Hep B is a nasty virus, Kareem. So we went through the five different concepts, the microbiology and the structure. We talked about how it's transmitted. We talked about the dreaded serology, uh, which is uh, difficult, but very, very important. So do spend time reviewing that. The very interesting and fascinating hepatitis D virus, and also the extra hepatic manifestations of hepatitis B. And now for the ending, let's reveal our bonus question. So the bonus question is for you, Daniel. What kind of vaccine is the hepatitis B vaccine? That's right. I forgot there's all these different types of vaccines, the live vaccines, the subunit vaccines. I'm not sure. Where can I find the answer to that, Kareem? So you can go over to our YouTube channel, The Study Spot. Uh, Look under our comments and you'll find the answer there. If you make it all the way there, take a moment to like our video and uh, leave a comment. We always love hearing from you. All right. So I'm going to go on the Study Spot YouTube channel and look in the comments. All right. I can't wait. I'm going to go right now. All right, Daniel. It was a great episode. I guess we'll be doing one pretty soon. Nice to talk to you, Green.